Morning. So just finished our morning sessions and we'll just jump on and t talk about something that is probably coming up more often now just because, you know, families are back together, which is really good. Um, and that's to do with eating differently from other people in your house. And I'm going to be touching on this over the next few days with a longer podcast with um, Julie as well, talking about this and, and what we're kind of hearing and, and what we're kind of advising with this. But I just wanted to touch on how, and to share something that, because a few years ago, I would be way more picky um, with what I would eat, to, to the extent where sometimes I'd go, oh, it's not in my plan. Or, you know, I, this was probably years ago now, actually. This is like 2013. I said a few years ago. It's like 2013, 2014 time. And I'd be like a bit more like, oh, yeah, I, I don't eat that because it's this. You know, I'd be really picky in my food and think that certain foods would... Well, I'd have to eat them to get a result that I wanted, be it fat loss, be it, you know, feeling better, energy, whatever. And that's true to an extent. Um, however, when you remember that essentially the key behind all this is your overall food intake and calories, especially considering that most people will say, yeah, I want to feel healthier. Okay, if they lose, you know, not lots of body fat, just, you know, it's a nice slow pace, which is doable. That is actually anti-inflammatory, more anti-inflammatory than any food, unless you've got some kind of allergy or intolerance, okay? So losing body fat very slowly will actually be more anti-inflammatory than trying to find a food that is super, like, you know, this super food. It's often really expensive as well, often in powder, often processed, often shipped in from miles, ironically. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because, you know, right now, obviously, families are back together. People have different needs. You might have... One person might be a vegetarian, one person might not eat this. One person might just want, you know, like real basic food and, and what we call like stodgy food that you might think is unhealthy because maybe you associate it with, I don't know, having it earlier before or, or you've heard bad things about carbs. Like things like fish pie, chili con carne, curries, like pasta, spag bowl. All these foods, camembert, we had camembert last night. All these meals in themselves are not fattening, okay? They're actually, when you actually look at them, they're filling, they're very balanced in terms of their protein, their carbs, their fats, so they'll probably give you what you need, but often it's our thoughts about the meal that's the issue. So for example, let's take a um, spag bowl. A spag bowl, hey Dawn, let's take a spag bowl. A spag bowl might be 500 odd calories. Hey Julie, 500 odd calories for a spag bowl. And it can be very easy to say, you know, oh, I'm, I'm not going to eat that because, you know, I don't want to eat that. I don't want to eat too many calories. But then we eat quite little. Then all of a sudden, we're then hungry in between. And it's very hard, very hard to find great snacks that are filling, nutritious and low calories. So like one of the ladies said to me this week, she's really got a handle on her snacking, which she's been struggling with the house. Probably most people have been. Me included. I've been to the fridge more times in these last two weeks than ever. That's why usually I'd actually... I actually work from a coffee shop quite a lot because the barrier to me eating or getting another drink is paying for it. So there's a clear barrier and queuing if you're in Costa. So um, the, the key thing to remember with that is that actually having bigger meals can actually be a key thing. Now, the, what I'm getting at with this is it kind of comes down to what I, I value, one, and also my thoughts about certain foods being bad or good. For example, I could say that um, I don't know, a fish pie, the potato is really fattening, it's carbs, you know, I've heard bad things. However, 
If I don't have that, let's say I save 100, 200 calories, then I might be hungry or feel like I deserve to have something an hour later. Then where I'm at, I'm in the fridge looking for picky foods in wrappers, packets, and not all the, always the case, but quite often it's, these foods aren't very filling. You might end up eating more than that 100, 200 calories you'd had from potato. So just wanted to bring that up. Also, what does this actually mean? Well, for me, when I do some, when I used to kind of do something like this, it was, it was more to do with valuing the schedule. So for example, I would have a set amount that I wanted to eat. This was years ago. I'd be quite picky with it, like really picky then. So like seven years ago. So I'd go, right, I'm going to, I need to eat that, that and that today. And then if we would have like a family meal, I'd be a bit like, oh, I won't eat any of that or any, I might just have that. And it would almost be like an issue, a big deal and nothing until I actually realized that actually, you know, I can adapt to my other areas of my day and actually fit this around my plan. Not only is that healthier socially, like, but also psychologically as well, like people are able to in, adapt it in, within their diet. Yes, it might not be as optimal, but let's face it, if you can do 80% now, hey Julie, if you can do 80% of the things right along the way, and, and even if it slows you down, you wanna to stick to it for longer and get better results, and if you go 100% all in, 100% all in and do it like one day a week, right? So, just wanted to touch on that, but whilst I'm here, what I do wanna say is if I can show you how to do a squat if you're not really sure where to start and where, if you're doing it right, okay? So what I want you to do 